12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. to episode six of Unquiet Blood Hellfire. I am your GM, Mac Beauvais, and I have some players with me. Let's start with Pooja. Hello, I am Pooja, and I'm playing Malice, the headline performer at the Hellfire Club, and, you know, possible double agent who is attempting to get information, do things, but it's hard to work with people who are just, just can't keep up. You know? I am Wes, and I'm playing Simon Vance, who is just someone that can't keep up. Hello, I'm playing Trix, and she's the security person who is now dealing with um, a corpse. I was trying to think of a cool word for corpse, and there's none. <laughs> I think corpse is a pretty cool word. As yeah, <laughs> I think that's the top tier, honestly. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Michelle, and I am playing Blanca, who is Trixie's best frenemy. And, uh, okay, just enemy, just just flat out. We're not friends. Um, and, uh, you know, she's just trying to claw her way into something. She, I don't even think she knows what yet, but just uh, trying to play all the right moves with people. Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now, on with the show. Speaking of trying to figure out the right moves, let's go over quickly what happened last time. We started out with Malice and Blanca at the Crypt Club. They managed to get inside and were immediately accosted and frisked by security. They were able to talk to Niven via video and Niven is skeptical that Malice actually wants to switch teams and has said that the only way that he will accept their loyalty is by an offering of blood. So somebody in the upper management would have to be presented basically as a gift um, to him in order to really prove loyalty. Simon was able to get the liquor license revoked for Crypt Club. We've got the Neighborhood Spy app buzzing now with people talking about Crypt Club and how it's going to be bad for the neighborhood. And then during a staff meeting, there was an alert to Trix that there's a body outside, which happened to be her contact that was former Camarilla. And during an investigation of the body, she received a text message with a screen cap of a woman that dropped off the body and happens to be her quote-unquote mother. And that's where we're going to pick up. And we've got Simon and Trix investigating 
this corpse of Jillian Soros. Also, Stuart is there. Yeah, and Stuart, <laughs> a good man. And Stuart. <laughs> I am taking in this image, like just totally stock still at first, then I'm, I'm zooming in, but it's unmistakable. There's just something about this woman who is that has always been undeniably unique. And uh, I just whispered to myself without even really realizing it, like, Julia. Do you know who this vampire is in the trunk? Uh, uh, like, I, I just put my phone away because I'm like, okay, one thing at a time. It's Jillian Soros. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Stuart. But yeah, I put my phone away, just like totally rattled. Uh, and I'm just like, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, I contacted her on some pretty innocuous info, it, I thought. Just uh, kind of doing a name check of um, who's in the city and uh, fucking Niven. So obviously this is a message of some sort from Niven and his crew, I would imagine. Correct? What would you think? <sighs> Definitely on the table. We're going to have to confirm. But if and I take my phone out again, I'm like, if Niven knows Julia, this is um, this is potentially a lot deeper than I ever considered. Stuart knows who Julia is. Who is Julia? That's, um, my sire. And she's involved how? Well, apparently she knows, she knows Niven and she knows I'm here, but I haven't seen her. I've never wanted to see her again. She ruined my life. Looks like she's trying to ruin your life again. Uh, yeah. If she's involved, then this is absolutely politics. And the Camarilla are apparently a lot more active than they've appeared to be. And as I'm kind of like working through these thoughts, I'm just going to be like looking at the body. I am curious if we can see if this stake is a specific stake. Would it be common to see stakes like, sh you know, perfectly level, like sneak? A sneak steak. The word steak is becoming not a real word anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's somebody that definitely has a lot of skill. It's obvious that this was your mother's doing because, I mean, where else did you learn your skills from if not your mother? Yeah, I just kind of start backing up. I'm assuming the body might have started composing by now. Oh, decomposing, sorry. I was going to say it's... Da, 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 Composing. Da, da. <laughs> I was thinking it was going the opposite way. It's like it's becoming more fresh somehow. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, what's up, Jillian? <laughs> it's like a very slow version of Last Crusade when the guy drinks from the Grail cup and it's the false one. It's like that, but it's real slow. She looks like she's been dead for a week by this point. So... Here's my concern, Trix. Obviously, you've been looking into things, and I'm willing to bet that Malice and Blanca have been looking into things, but I don't know what their end game is. You want to stay away from your mother, which means that you probably want to stay away from the Camarilla if she's involved with them. So that means that you can be trusted as someone who wants to see Hellfire work more than the Crypt Club. Am I correct? Yes. I don't know where, like I said, Malice and Blanca land on this, and I don't necessarily trust them yet. I think we should wait in sharing our information. Do you agree? Yes, 
then I start picking up a plastic bag from the back. I'm assuming we're gonna have to just start disposing of the body, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's gonna start rotting into the into back the trunk interior. lining of the car. Yeah, it'll be real gross. You'll never get the smell out. Could we just take the body and put it on the ground and drive away and it'll be gone in an hour? Do we know that? You know that it'll decompose to a certain point. There'll be little remnants left behind if somebody came and found it, little oogie bits. You know that it's not the best idea to leave behind a vampire body just because there will be, there'll be some remnants. It's just not going to be a lot. All right. So yeah, help tricks bag stuff up. Bag, yeah, bag it up. And uh, I'm thinking we could just, as long as it looks like trash and it will actually, the mass will be shrinking, we can literally put it in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You can, you could totally dumpster it. It's, you, you know that that's going to be relatively safe unless somebody just happens to dumpster dive and open that particular bag, which I don't think is going to happen. Okay. I was like, <laughs> my eyes are peeled while I'm doing this. <laughs> it's well, no, because it's going to smell awful. So I, it's unlikely that anybody is going to be like, I wonder what's in this bag. Is it treasure? Like, <laughs> I, for some reason, I imagine a claymation person saying that. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I felt like a claymation person when I said it. So. Beautiful. Well, uh, yes. Yeah, so that's just doing that process. And uh, as we're talking and but yeah, bag it all up. And yeah, bag it up. And I'm like, all right, Simon. Well, it's obvious that, I don't know, Blanca's like, jealous of me i it's it's this feels very high school so i have no desire to engage in that until she starts calling me tricks can i make an observation she presses your buttons and you react with anger try your best not to um she's feeding off of what you're doing do you think she's an emotional vampire too well, not literally, but figuratively, yes. I think that she really enjoys being a, a pain. Oh, that's nice. I was going to say prick, but... Uh, yes. Yeah. I just think that you need to, you know, be cautious because she's trying to bait you into these reactions. It is hard because I am a bruja, but uh, you are surprisingly right these last two days, Simon. Wow. Um... Uh, Pat Stewart on the back, and I'm like, hey, maybe we should bring him on the team. Kind of laughing. <laughs> and Stewart sort of side eyes you, like, what? But doesn't say anything in his own Stewart way. Stewart. Well, what do you think our next move should be, Trix? I'd say this here, now Pat the vehicle, definitely needs a quick little cleanup. Maybe I can send one of the guys to take care of that. We're going to have to get a proper story straight on, um, I guess, what do we think we should tell Malice and Blanca? Obviously, they're at least 60% on our side, but they've been, I'm thinking about the, uh, the conversations I've been overhearing, they've been quite annoying about being useful. Well, Malice is out for Malice. Her ego is really the one in the driver's seat with that, so... I don't know whether or not she is trying to figure out a way to either outdo the Crip Club or to become part of it in order to put herself in the, the best position. 
And I don't think Blanca knows what she's doing, honestly. She seems to be just, like you said, doing the schoolyard attacks at people without any real target. Of course, I could be wrong. She could be keeping things close to the vest. Always good to have that as an option. Yes. Uh, well, you know, keeping things close to the vest. Mm-hmm. I say we just say that we saw someone. I say that, you know, you guys saw somebody that was suspicious. And then when you went to follow them, they disappeared and get rid of the tapes or, or you know, fake the tapes somehow so that no one can look into what you've done to hide the evidence. Yeah, definitely one of my specialties. As I look at my sheet, and I have cover-ups as a skill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> if I have to do a roll about it, eh? <laughs> you probably will, especially when you get back to the club, depending on uh, where the others are and what you decide to do. Yeah, we should go back to the club. I mean, that's where we'll... Uh, is Simon going to take the car to get it cleaned and whatever? Oh, I was going to have one of, like, we should go back and then the, this car gets taken care of by a peon uh, lower than you. Of course. It was probably course. a peon's car in the first place because you sent somebody over with the car to, to do that. They probably took their personal car, so they're probably a little salty right now. It's like, uh, this is why we pay them well. I just paid this off. <laughs> Whoa. So as you are heading back to the club, I want to skip over to Malice and Blanca, who have been left sitting in a conference room by themselves because everybody has left, but there was obviously the commotion. You heard the commotion with Simon being run into with the blood. You saw Stuart, you know, flagging down tricks um, and give you an opportunity if you want to do anything in that space, considering all the hubbub that has happened around you. I doubt you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Well, I wonder why Rafi was so nervous. Yeah, he did seem very distracted. It can't be just him maybe finding out about the Crypt Club. It looked bigger. I mean, unless he and Niven have a history. Hmm. He did seem to get around, and there has to be some bigger reason why Niven would immediately jump to stake your general manager. Yeah, because that was really like a bold ask, even for someone as old as Niven. Mm. I mean, especially for someone as old as Niven. True. Out of character, do we know how old Rafi is? Rafi is pretty old, but not that old. So it's not, he's not like old enough of note where it's like, you know, an ancient vampire kind of thing. It's not like Niven where, you know, they've been around for centuries. Yeah, I wonder what the history is there. I wonder if it's personal, less, less professional and more, maybe they were involved at some point. Niven feels jilted. <laughs> it could be. Also, I mean, because you hit the nail on the head. Why set up so close to us when there are better locations, when there are more advantageous places for them to be? Yeah, it, is, it makes no sense for the Camarilla to set up. So how much are we telling Simon and Trixie? I mean, would they be useful? Would they not be? I would like to see what Trix's reaction to the message that we got was. Oh, definitely. Yes. Let's go over there. And I would like to know why they ran out of here like someone had set their havens on fire. Mm-hmm. So are you, you're heading down to like the security office? Yeah. Yeah, that would be where I'd assume she was. Yeah. So everybody shows up relatively around the same time. Ah, yes. 
Uh, how'd the rest of the meeting go? The usual. I mean, how did your emergency go? Everything? Just a bit of annoying riffraff. Looks like somebody breached one of our alarms. It looked like a real serious problem. But as soon as I got out there, this little bastard slipped away. I wonder if this invisibility stuff that you brought up before Blanca might literally be at play here. I'm doing my best to seem sincere. I mean, I am sincere half because I know I'm lying. So not sincere at all. Sorry about that. But I'm not mean. <laughs> I sell myself very well in real life, listeners. <laughs> I don't know if I have to roll this, though. So you think someone powerful enough to be invisible breached our ward, set them off, and then... Yeah, we're dealing with powerful guys. I mean, did you actually meet that Camarilla dude? Sort of. Uh, we went there and he did meet with us over video. He would not be in the same room with us. Uh, I guess that's fairly explainable. I suppose. Or, you know, horrifically paranoid. However, when we were at the club, we did meet someone who uh, wanted us to give you her regards. She was their head of security. Your mother? Kind of glance at Simon like, well, that didn't last very long. Wow. So, I mean, I know I, I don't know much about politics, but it seems absolutely unbelievable that the two of you went over there, met with this Nevin person, and then all of a sudden a vampire strong enough for to have a power of invisibility or whatever, and probably knows that there's runes up. I, I, there's no way this can't be a, uh, a play or some kind of letting us know they're around. I mean, what do you all think? Yes, it's definitely like a strange, invisible person came and breached our wards and then didn't do anything else and then ran away as a warning because that's definitely how old vampires give warnings. You are more capable than I am in this sphere. That's why I'm asking you, Malice, whether or not that is something that could have happened. I mean, oh, I'm can just, the crap, Simon. I'm just trying to just, figure just out. Just can it. Okay. <laughs> What's your opinion then, Blanca? I mean, Josiah believes in all of this nonsense, but... Here's my opinion. First of all, I know you don't like me, Simon. It's okay. I'm used to it. I don't like you either, okay? I don't like Trixie either, but she knows that, and she hates me. It's all right. But the fact of the matter is that we have an issue with this other club, and if we don't start working together now to fix it, all of us are in hot water. So cards on the table, what the fuck actually happened? Well, I know if cards are on the table, I have not spoken with anybody from the other club. I haven't learned much about them at all, to be honest. I only have heard what you all have put forward. And I do know that they were there following us. I mean, you can believe me or not, I don't really care. But you were the ones that went over there and, and made contact, which means that they are well aware of us. And obviously, Rafi was upset when he was at the meeting. There was something bothering him. Whether or not it's this club or it's something else, I don't know. But we should find out. Well, I do agree with you there. And as a gesture of good faith, 
I will tell you, we did go into the club. We did talk with Niven over the video. Um, Malice pretended that she wanted to be part of their organization, but he said in order to be part of that organization, she would have to prove it by getting rid of Rafi. So I want to know what is that history there? Why Rafi? And, you know, good faith should be reciprocal. What is actually happening that you had to be pulled out of the meeting on such an urgent matter? Yeah. You know that Trix is not like the rest of us. She is very straightforward. She is telling you the truth. I didn't ask you, Simon. I know, but I'm telling you. So I believe that Trix can speak for herself. Yes. And honestly, I am getting impatient with all these snide remarks as well. I'm fine to lay out what's going on. We received a message. We're not sure exactly what's going on, but the fact that someone wants to kill Rafi does mean it has been escalated to, let's say, a DEFCON 5, because that security person is one of the most dangerous vampires I have ever met or heard of in my life. That person sent the message. She may want me to call her mother, but she is not. We absolutely have to stop them because once this thing is involved, she won't stop. She won't stop. And your cooperation, I'm looking at Malice, might not need to happen, if you know what I mean. And I'm just like actually afraid. Well, I guess the question is, is what do we want? We want control of our own destiny in our own club. We don't want to be beholden to people like that. Well, I mean, we're like that, but you you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we don't want another San Diego. Exactly. Sounds like we're setting up another San Diego. If we're going to knock out the, the hierarchs and take over the club, that's exactly what's happened in San Diego. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, you're kind of jumping the gun, aren't you? Are you planning on offing Josiah sometime soon, Simon? Of course not, but I, I, I'm asking us, as the four of us, what we want. We are not upper management. So if, if Blanca's saying that she wants her own club and her own power over her own destiny, that means that we have to move up the ladder, correct? Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we're already part of this club. We want to keep it that way. We don't want interlopers. Oh, okay. So that's a lot different than what you had first indicated. That's why I was confused. If we're going to be loyal to this club, then we need to figure out, number one, how to neutralize the threat of the other club and let management know what's going on in a appropriate way. So what way would you suggest? Perhaps there is a political angle we can manipulate. If Niven, we really need to get down to the foundation of what Niven truly wants and is afraid of. Perhaps there's things we can do to convince him these, his fears are uh, very founded. Well, I mean, we have found the chink in both Rafi and Niven's armor, it seems. Yeah, I want to know why Rafi was so upset at that meeting, too. Maybe he just found out Niven's in town. I'm telling you, there's got to be a history there. So maybe that's the first move is figure out what the history is. Because you know our kind has very long memories. We don't let stuff go. We're like petty elephants. <laughs> Sounds like a band name, Petty Elephants. <laughs> Lord. 
Lord. <laughs> That's a great band name. It really is. <laughs> Problem is it is all a horn section. <laughs> Petty Elephants is one of the acts that um, Malice <laughs> The other thing I will just offer, since you all are deciding what to do, just so you know, Rafi does have you know an office in the building. Oh. Like, it's not like he just shows up at the club and then pisses off like he's you know he works there just in case that was a a question mark honestly that kind of is surprising to me (laughs) shows you something about like where i've worked before the type of people i've worked for (laughs) yeah he he does work there because he's he's the general manager he's got people above him but you don't know that that's always been kept a little more secretive dang he's really hands off We need to get into that office and figure out what's what. Yeah. I'm pretty good at breaking into places, so if we, if we need to get in. I also have I'm the club security. I could just... Right. Yeah. She's got she's got a master key. Yeah. <laughs> True. Maybe not to Rafi's office, though. Yeah. Should I... Do we roll about it? Uh, well, you have to figure out a plan of attack, especially because Rafi is there right now. <laughs> Just break in while he's on the phone. Oh, right. Sorry about that, guys. (laughs) So in my experience, maybe chain of command is the best way to go, though. Like feed stuff to Josiah. Josiah is very loyal and is going to go directly to Rafi with it and kind of make a pipeline. If we can get Rafi to leave the building somehow, then we can have an easier time. Here's my only issue. When if Rafi leaves the building, he's more vulnerable. Do you think they're going to strike when they got Malice as their assassin? Yeah, I think they'll get impatient. Maybe Malice and you can go with Rafi or you and I can go with Rafi or we'll split up and do bodyguard detail. I don't think that I really make the most effective bodyguard. Uh, I can put some of my guys on a detail with Rafi if he needs to exit, but I wonder if there's just a way to get him to another part of the building for a moment. That person, their security detail, is quite brazen and skilled over there. So truly, even with people protecting Rafi, I don't know if uh, that would make much of a difference. I could give you a distraction, get Rafi out of the room by using Josiah. We could reveal that we know about the Crypt Club and I could have them come to the conference room and give them a little bit of information while you all search the office. Would that work? I think that'll work. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let me go get Josiah and just watch the monitors and when he's out of that office and we're in the boardroom do your thing all righty um i'm going to go up to the control room i'm going to see who's there ideally it'd be stewart on the cameras it usually is yeah (laughs) with his mug hanging out i love stewart being an asset but i also don't want him to be vulnerable to i'm waiting for someone to kill him i don't want him to die uh (laughs) but but yeah i'm gonna just let him know lightly i'm like hey Stuart. um what's up boss (laughs) doing great looking great fantastic job uh i just want to let you know i'm going to be up here and i kind of 
I just tap on the monitor that has the feed towards, I'm assuming, Rafi's office. Maybe we can see his door. I'm going to think that he does not have a camera in there. He doesn't have a camera in there, but there's definitely one that, you know, the door is in view. Right. Um, Yeah. I'm going to be doing some maintenance up there. Uh, Don't... uh, don't worry about that camera so much. And I'm kind of giving him a bit of a, hmm, going to be doing something. Maybe no one else needs to see. A little winky uh. wink. Turn it <laughs> off. Turn that thing off. All right. In a minute. You know, I've been meaning to take a break. So maybe I'll just go do that. Yeah. Is that fair, boss? That's great. You are one of our hardest workers. I appreciate it. Yep. And he gets up and walks out because Stuart is smart enough to save his own skin. Yeah. <laughs> he does He does not want any culpability in this. <laughs> yeah. Plausible deniability is the name of the game. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to do two things here and let me know if uh, I need to roll, of course. Uh, I am going to bring just a small tablet that has the security feeds patched to it. Just kind of like, it's pretty simple and thank God it exists in you real can, life. You can have that, that's okay. fine. <laughs> I was like, I know it's not magic. I'm, I'm not making up stuff. I'm going to make what I assume to be a key card because we'll have a blank. I'm going to just program this key card to have that level of access that I assume I need. I'm like, he literally could have a vault behind there and I wouldn't know. Well, I would. That would be construction. That's a lot of construction. The one thing about Rafi is he is old enough to know that technology is fallible. And he actually has a traditional lock on the door, which is good and bad because it's a nice one. So it's not going to be like an easy thing to pick. It's pickable, but he prefers the old technology over the new technology. He just he's mistrustful. I get it. Luckily, I do have break-in as one of my specialties. Exactly. So, you know, it's uh, it's something that you'll have to do a roll about it when you're up there. But, um, yeah, it's it's not going to be as fancy as a key card. All right. Then scrap that whole business. So I, I know that I'm going up there and going to be working with a analog system. So I'll bring uh, my, lo- my lucky little uh, pick kit. Every security person has one. What do you mean? And... Uh, yeah, I'm going to head up there once I get the go-ahead uh, with my security feed tablet and the pick set. And no one else should be up there. In preparation, I want to do my heightened senses so that when we're up there, I can hear anybody coming down the hall. I got a nine. Oh, all right. That's still a success. So you, you, boop, Spidey senses turned on. <laughs> I'm going to contact Josiah and say, I'm sorry, sir. I did some digging of my own and I found out some very concerning things about this crypt club. And I feel like we should talk to Rafi straight away. Can you possibly bring him to the conference room so we can all three have a discussion? Well, before I bother him with anything, I just, I want to make sure that it's worth flagging for him. Not that I just, trust you it's just Rafi's in sort of a sour mood tonight and you had mentioned the Camarilla as a as a rumor and I think they might be connected so I think it's that important oh uh do you have any proof 
not enough to give him a piece of paper of proof, but enough that I feel that he would want to hear it, sir. I see, I see. Uh, do you want me to make a manipulate roll or anything? Yeah, let's do a manipulate roll, just because Josiah is calculating despite... No, yeah. ...all demeanors to the, the opposite. Um, let's do manipulation and, I guess, persuasion? Uh, yeah, I can do eight dice. Oh, uh, difficulty is going to be not that bad because he does trust you. But let's say it's seven. Just on the off chance that your dice all hate you. It's very possible they've done it before. Uh, not today. I have two eights. Okay, so I'm going to get him. But I just, if you help me look good in the process, I would appreciate it. You know, I don't want him to think that I don't know what's going on. Of course, sir. I'll strive to make you look wonderful. Yes. Uh, let me, uh, I'll meet you in the conference room. Of course. And I go off to the conference room. So the security feed definitely does show Josiah scuttling up and knocking at the door. Um, and Rafi exits shortly thereafter looking just as frustrated, if not more frustrated than earlier, locks up behind him and follows Josiah down to the conference room. And he doesn't really look at you, Simon. He looks at Josiah, but... Oh, sir, I'm I'm sorry. I'm the one with the, the pertinent information. Josiah told me earlier before the meeting about a possible rival club uh, called the Crypt Club. And in the interim since the meeting, I found out that they are not far from us and possibly linked to the Camarilla from what I can tell from the vampires who have been frequenting there. And I'm a little concerned about their vicinity to us and the fact that we had that security scare during the meeting. It all adds up to something unpleasant. And Josiah kind of claps you on the back and tries to insert himself into the conversation as well. And he's like, back up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, Simon's been doing some very, very good work for me, some digging. And uh, I just, I wanted to make sure that you were alerted to the situation. And Rafi, if a vampire could blanch out more color, would probably do that and proceeds to grill you on what you know. And while he's, having that discussion. I want to swap over to the rest of the team who are playing break-in. Yeah. The Scooby gang. <laughs> the Scooby gang. All right. So you make it to the door. It's not really an issue, but let's do a, a break-in about it. He's got, it's a real weird lock on the door. It's obvious that it's, you know, a, an older lock. So it's one that's like a little less familiar. So you have break-in underneath stealth. Under stealth. So let's do a dex and stealth about it. And the difficulty is going to be eight. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. All right. Ooh, very loud. All right, I've got two successes. Wow. Okay. So it takes you a minute, but you, you're able to work the lock and it pops open and lets you into Rafi's office, which... Uh, as you walk in and look around, it's really not very interesting. It's There's no decor. He hasn't put out anything of note. It's got a lot of paper scattered all over lots of stacks of documentation. 
and he's got an older model computer in there as well on the desk. But you can tell he's very much as old school as possible with what tech he actually needs to engage with. That's pretty uh, par for the course. And I'm uh, I'm going to look uh, through the desk first. See, is the computer already on? The computer is on. It is on a login screen, however. Of course, damn it. I was hoping he just didn't do that. I am going to see if he's that old school. His password is going to be stupid. So... Like 007 or... It's something, I'm gonna, one, two, three, four. Literally, uh, <laughs> I before I guess those, those are very good. Um, <laughs> I want to see if uh, I can manifest finding a, maybe a little post-it note he left. Sometimes they literally have it on the monitor. It's very funny. Uh, Let's do intelligence and investigation as a role. Alrighty. Difficulty is the regular sixes. Got it. And I, I guess for your info, I added attribute dot to intelligence. So I have a three in that now. Oh, cool. Yes. And investigation was the other one you said. Oh, okay. Yes. That is then five. All right. All righty. Let's do it. Above six. I've got one success. Because you were already pretty on track with things. Yeah. There's you shuffle around and there's a yellow post-it note and it's actually stuck on the inside, upper inside of the desk. Okay, it's like, all right, you know, not not as bad as sticking it on the monitor. I'll give you the that. So I'm definitely gonna just log in, and I want to see if I can get to like an email account, something like that that might have been left. Oh, wait, I guess I don't know. He might use letters. That just occurred to me. I guess this that's occurring to tricks. It's like I hope I'm gonna find something here. Uh yeah. So I'm gonna see. I would like to see if he left any of his accounts logged in. Uh, maybe even bank stuff. So you do go into the emails, and there are a number of emails from someone named Dahlia Rosier. Um. And they seem to be not coded, but a little difficult to, it's, it's a lot of shorthand that you are maybe unfamiliar with. However, I think we could do another rule about it if you want to try and parse things out a little bit more. So I want another intelligence and investigation role for a difficulty of eight, and I'm looking for two successes. Okay. All righty. All right, and you said intelligence and investigation? Yes, please. Oh, okay. and Saint? Yes. Oh, don't I'm f- talking way off. No, no. Like, yeah, no, you're fine, but also don't fuck this up. Oh, <laughs> I was like so serious. I'm like, oh no, audio, audio, audio. All right, uh, okay. I did get nervous again. What am I doing? Oh, yes, okay. Yikes. Please be nice. Okay. That's my prayer. Uh, what was it, eight? Yeah, and you need two successes. Yeah. Need two? <gasps> I did! I got a 10 and a 9, and then three fails. <laughs> so the back and forth, as you're kind of parsing it out and you're trying to figure out what the importance is of the communication with this person, because uh, it's a lot of the inbox, this is clearly Rafi's boss. And that's where we're going to end it. 
So thank you all for joining us for episode six of Unquiet Blood Hellfire. I have been and will continue to be your GM, Mac Beauvais. You can find me everywhere online is at Strange Like That, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebooks, my website, the TikToks, uh, write it everywhere, tell people, tell your friends. Let's see where we can find everybody else. Let's start with Pooja. Hello, I'm Pooja, and you can find me on Twitter at LADCGirl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I girl, and pretty much all the other socials is Forgotten Saves. Hey, I'm Michelle, and you can find me on Twitter at Mishulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. And you can find my music and Wes's amazing sound effects if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through BattleBards. Hello, I'm Saint or Saint Spider, and uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at uh, the old uh, Saint Spider TV. Wait, yeah, that's what it is. And uh, you spell that S-A-I-N-T-S-P-I. DRTV. Hello, I'm Wes Otis, and you can find me at Plate Mail Games. Uh, you can find the podcast at 12 Sided Stories, the number 12 Inside Stories on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us over on Twitch, uh, usually Mondays or Tuesday nights, doing a stream. So check us out there as well. If you'd like to talk with us more, you can definitely go over to Discord. We are on Discord and uh, come over and join us and have conversations about uh, tabletop RPGs and our shows. Finally, if you'd like to help us out, check us out on Coffee. Become a monthly member. Get f- great, cool, extra stuff. Uh, or you can uh, give us a shout out on your on social media, or give us a review on your favorite platform. We really appreciate all of those things, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. Thank you, Mac, for running, and we will be back next week with more Unquiet Blood. Hellfire. Bye. Bye.